0: This podcast is brought to you from Grantwood AEA, an educational service agency that supports school districts in eastern Iowa with a focus on equity, excellence, and efficiency in education for all children. Welcome to episode 55 of the EdTech Takeout. My name is Jonathan Wiley and this is Mindy Carney.
1: Hello! It's 2019. Yes, it is. Here we are.
0: I thought I'd go for a more compact kind of intro for yeah. 2019.
1: Yeah. Just simple
0: keep it simple yeah, yeah. I think right. by now if you've been listening to the show you know that it's what we're it's here. about and where we are and what is what's going on
1: also we're a little rusty yeah I feel like I haven't seen you or like actually sat down and talked to you since when
0: since before I Christmas mean, beginning of December yeah oh yeah could be right like it got busy team
1: meeting yeah so
0: since maybe the last podcast or yeah, something right.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so did you make any new year's resolutions
0: that is a good question. Um, are I,
1: they too personal? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like shaking your head. No, no.
0: I don't really make New Year's resolutions. I don't either. Um, I think they're dumb. But I feel like it's the kind of thing that, you know, I, I set myself some goals, some things I'd like to achieve during oh. the year, but mm-hmm. I don't make them resolutions because I feel like, you know, once you fail once, you feel like, yeah. oh, well, that's it. And you stop trying for the rest of the year. But mm-hmm. goals are things that just don't really have defined uh limits on yeah, them. So, yeah. yeah.
1: So do you want me to be your accountability partner? What goals have you set? What's going on?
0: I don't need an accountability oh, partner. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'd love to be people's accountability partner. You think so? I do. Okay. I think it's fun. Yeah? Yeah. Like, so how you doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why have you not done this yet? <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Should we get started?
0: Let's do it.
1: All right. So, um, and we have been talking about this For like six months now is that um, Scratch 3.0 is finally here, dropped January 2nd. What's your look? What's going on over there?
0: No, look, just, yeah, we yeah. have been talking about it for a while. The official launch date yeah. was January 2nd. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's time for everybody to go in and play and see what's going on if you haven't been before.
1: Yeah. And even if you have been in the um, beta version of it with Scratch 3.0, I do think that there are still some new things that actually dropped into the new um, Scratch 3.0 because, and I haven't looked at this yet. It's definitely on my list, but um, haven't quite gotten there yet. But, Amber, sent me a screenshot that there are now Makey Makey blocks in Scratch
0: 3.0. Yeah, there's all kinds of um, extensions are calling yeah, them right. that you can add. So there's like music extensions, right. and yep. Makey Makey, there's Lego Mindstorms and mm-hmm. MicroBit. Yes, and, yep, and so. MicroBit.
1: And we've played with the MicroBit stuff a little bit, um, but the Makey Makey thing I think was new, or at least we had missed it previously. So um, that's kind of exciting. I'm I'm excited to get in there and actually... Uh, play with it and, and see what I think but um, it looks much more user friendly much more kid friendly I think um, just with some of the graphics and stuff I think but yeah so get there there you go there you go
0: might be the last time it's in and follow up for a while
1: yeah right <laughs> we we're not talking about scratch 3.0 for a while again <laughs>
0: So next one on the list, um, I saw this buzzing around, and Stacey also saw it. It's Google's Chrome Canvas, which is a browser app for quick doodles. Have you played with this at all?
1: No, I haven't played with it.
0: So um, you can go to canvas.apps.chrome in a Chrome browser on the computer, and it pulls up this basic drawing app that you can uh, use, and it saves everything in your Google Drive account. Oh, nice. So it's kind of fun. and There's a lot of touchscreen Chromebooks going around now that this could be something you could uh, do some quick sketches and drawings on. Mm -hmm. Um, Also works in Firefox, though.
1: Oh, I know. There so that's. I'm kind of excited. You're yeah? excited about that. Well, sure.
0: I, usually there's a lot of these only for Chrome things. I think yeah. we've talked about that in the past. Yeah, but, we have. Um, yep. It's a fairly basic uh, toolbar with a pencil, and a pen, a marker, chalk, mm-hmm. and some eraser tools. And you can pick some colors. You can export your drawings as a PNG file mm-hmm. when you're done, or uh, pull up the same drawing on your phone. Nice. And vice versa, I guess. Yeah.
1: Good one. Okay. Um, next up on the list is, oh, default viewing direction and tour creator. So this is fairly new too. like in the, like December, was it out in December where you can set a specific spot in your, um, tour where you want people to start, right. And direct them. Um, so instead of just plopping in and having, um, you go wherever you want, you can kind of structure the tour a little bit more
0: yeah i don't know if it just picked like the middle of the image you uploaded before or where I but so, now probably, you can right? just move it to a certain point and right. hit set this as a starting point for your tour creator so um that's a useful thing it's a small thing but it's just an extra yeah. useful thing yeah. worth knowing about if you are creating tours or if you've already had some tours you created you can go back and uh, set a starting point for them
1: okay Oh, I did not see this until just now. Updating screenshots for Google Classroom. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I just I just redid all my Google Classroom resources.
0: This Here. just came out yesterday. Oh, it dropped yesterday. So some Classroom updates. Okay. Um, so one of those updates is uh, drag and drop. And so, in the classwork page, um, you know where you can oh, now lay yep, out your okay. topics and things yep, like that. You can yep. drag and drop things around mm-hmm. inside of there. So you, to reorder the topics, you used to have to put move up and move down or yes. something like that with Repeatedly. the arrows. Yes,
1: yes. So annoying. now you can
0: just drag them up and down. But you yep. can also like drag a whole topic into nice. a new place, okay. so that drags the topic and all the things in it. Um, but there is also a new look as well. Mm, yes. So, yes, I, I put this in. <laughs> Every time I see things like this, I think, oh, I've got to update all my screenshots and all your videos are now out of date. But they freshened up the look of Google Classroom. Okay. If you haven't seen it yet, you will see it soon. It you know, rolls out when it does. Mm-hmm. Um, Google Classroom now has 78 custom class themes to choose from mm-hmm. as
1: well. Okay. So, nice.
0: Yeah. If Google Classroom looks a little bit different next time you log in. Yeah, I was
1: that in there today and I didn't notice anything different, but maybe it's I'm still waiting for mine to drop maybe. Still rolling. Still rolling. Okay. Embed Google Drawings into Google Docs. Couldn't you do this before?
0: Well, kind of. Okay. So, inside of Google Docs before, you could insert a drawing. Yes. And but you would have to create that drawing Inside, inside the doc. Google, inside the doc. Yes. Now you can take a drawing you created already inside of Google nice. Drawings and embed that.
1: Which is always dumb, you couldn't do that before, right?
0: Agreed, yes. I so remember it's just showing a small Google tweak. drawings
1: and they're like, Well, what do you I yeah, no, you have to share the drawing with people. Like if you want to put it in your dock, you yeah. have to start inside your dock. Yes. I just thought that was dumb. Yes. Nice. Good job, Google. It's about time.
0: Let's go with shaving. That.
1: Google shaving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Wiley and I couldn't decide if we had talked about this or not or um, on the podcast or just between the two of us. But NPR has put out a student podcast challenge. Um, we have a blog post that shares a little bit about that. Um, blog, or um, podcast challenge and has lesson plans of how to get started and different things you can do with your students to kind of prep them for a student podcast. Um, just January 1st, though, they released um, the requirements and how to sign up. And we'll also add that link into the show notes, too. But it looks like uh, the podcast has to be three to 12 minutes long. You have to have parent approval. Um, Can have no music, which I think is interesting. I suppose they're worried about copyright things. Mm -hmm. And um, has to be uploaded to SoundCloud. And you also have to fill out a form. So all of those things. uh, So if you're looking for something new, if your New Year's resolution is to get your students started on podcasting, this might be a good place to get started.
0: I think it's a great goal to to, to work towards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last thing on the news okay. and follow-up yeah. list is some follow-up from listener Don Yorks, yeah. who gave us some dipping sauce he for did. a tech nugget. Yeah. So we talked about Pixlr on a previous episodes. Yeah. And Don has an infographic here on how to make image backgrounds transparent with the Pixlr editor. Mm-hmm. So basically, how to upload a picture into. Pixlr that has um, a white background or something, and then right. how to remove that using the Magic One tool. So mm-hmm. we'll put a link to that in the show notes if anyone wants to see that. But I have more on that topic later. Oh,
1: what I um, did? You see, I don't know if you saw this because I think Jen just um, tweeted me, but Jen Giffen sent me um, a tweet because I was complaining about blurring out the background. Yeah, remember? Um, she said to check out Tada. SLR. Have you heard of this? No. So it's T-A-D-A-A-S-L-R. T-A-D-A-A-S-L-R. And it allows you to blur out backgrounds. And I said to Jen, where were you when I was doing my Christmas card, Jen? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I haven't played with it, but she did send me a picture of an example of um, something that she had done, which um, it looks really cool. So I'm going to have to Take a look at that, but that made me think of it when you said um, Don had was talking about removing background, and I wanted to blur the background, and this allows you to do that.
0: So this is Tada Tada or right? SLR. It's an app for yeah. iPhones. Yeah, and there we'll you go. Take a look at that one. Yeah, some bonus follow up.
1: Bonus follow up. Thanks, Jen. Okay, so. Main course today is a little bit different. We're going to try something a little bit different today. And sure. it's the 2018 Education Research Highlights from Edutopia. So we took a blog post and are going to kind of discuss some of the things that were found. Um, and we'll actually link, of course, to this Edutopia blog post, too, about these research highlights, which are maybe interesting. And maybe I kind of felt a lot of them were like common sense, like, oh, yeah, right?
0: Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how many of these are challenging for people's opinions or not. But um, it's a way to look back at some of the the research that was summed up from last year and think Mm -hmm. about... How this could affect our classrooms going forward? Yeah, but I think the first one on the list is a common sense one. Yeah, I so. think so too.
1: And what's interesting about this is I feel like I see um, these videos all the time on Facebook right now of teachers greeting their students with like all these secret handshakes. Yes, it's like sweeping the nation, and <laughs> it's, it's the
0: new thing. Yeah,
1: it's. I think it's a neat idea. So. Um, A study this year found that greeting students at the classroom door had both psychological and academic benefits, um, increasing engagement by 20 percentage points and disruptive behavior decreased by nine percentage points. Mm. And, you know, to me, like you said, common sense is that it's really about building relationships with your students. And if you your first interaction with them in the morning is a smile and a hey, I'm glad you're here is very different than Johnny. Get your head off the desk.
0: Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's just
1: different. It's a different way to start the day. And um, I think it's really neat that we're highlighting teachers that are really making this a point to, I don't know, embrace their students as they come in every morning.
0: Yeah, I was um, working with some teachers last night. Um uh, Cesar Rapids on uh, their blended learning yeah. uh, cohort. And uh, one of the teachers was talking about how they were making video or giving videos to their students to watch in small groups and things. Mm-hmm. And uh, the interesting thing that the students said in the terms of their feedback was they wanted to hear videos. With the teacher's voice mm-hmm. in it, as opposed to yeah. just these other ones she was finding on YouTube, and I, yeah. I said to her, "I said that I think that really speaks to the relationships you have with your yeah, kids. For sure. They want to hear more of you. They want to hear things mm-hmm. from you, and so I think, yeah, that's a it is a relationship building thing. Yeah. And um,
1: and there is some research behind that too,
0: huh? sure, yeah, the kids learn better with, with their you teacher's know, voice that. than
1: they do just with interactive video. Yeah, hmm.
0: so it's a fun thing. I mean, there was that video going around for a while where. Did you see that the teacher who did, who learned like 30 different handshakes yes. for all the kids yeah. and each kid he learned a unique handshake for? Yeah. I mean, how long that took, I I have no idea. But,
1: but watching it happen is awesome.
0: Yeah. They all came in. They uh-huh. all did different like fist bumps and handshakes yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so. cool. Yeah. There you go. Right. Great students at the classroom door. It's One yeah. of those small changes mm-hmm. you could make like yeah. tomorrow. You could start that tomorrow if you haven't already done that before.
1: Yeah, I agree. All right. So another study found that heavily decorated walls can overwhelm your students.
0: Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Because, um, you know, we're always putting things on the wall in Mm -hmm. terms of like uh, learning aids and and things like that. Yeah. there's, There's a balance, apparently. There's a point where that becomes too much. Yeah. Where you can have... Too many things on the wall. that kids get overloaded. Mm-hmm. Um, so the suggestion was um, a mix of learning aids, inspiring posters, and student work to make classrooms feel lively and warm.
1: Do you really feel like inspiring posters, like the cat poster that's like, hang in there? I Do you was think that's they were so really cheesy. making a difference to kids? I don't know. I don't know and, either.
0: And maybe it's not hang in there. Maybe, you know, the, I mean, that's kind of a poster from a... I almost feel like that's from a bygone age yeah, sort of right. thing. But there's different posters now you could have with, I don't know, Minecraft or yeah. Fortnite or I something yeah. on there that maybe has the same message but with an updated character on there. Yeah. I don't know. What, you copyright on that one?
1: Yeah.
0: If you're creating those. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but, oh, shoot. But, uh Yeah. Interesting.
1: I think it is interesting because I know just from my personal experience that one of the things that I loved doing over the summer was I would comb Pinterest and find all different ways to you know decorate my room and try to make it feel cohesive. And I always had like a color scheme every year. Yeah. Um, it just I, makes me wonder if I should have been better using my time. I don't know. Yeah. Although my room was super cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're not surprised.
0: I always had like a math board and oh, then a language sure. board and yeah. then like a different. But then yeah. I I think a lot of the time my student work was like on the wall outside the classroom. Yeah. And so maybe but making room for that inside the classroom yeah, or rotating some of those materials around. Yeah, and sure. So, that's
1: some of it maybe too. For yeah. For sure. Okay. So th- this next one, I feel like is something that I... um have been wrestling with a little bit because, and I should probably know the name, but uh, we had a couple of speakers come in uh, maybe in November or something that said the same thing, that researchers have found that there is no benefit to matching a student's perceived learning style, such as visual or linguistic, to the ways a concept can be learned. And as educators, it was always like one of the things I felt like, even when I was in teacher college, That they were like, oh, everyone has a learning style. You know what I mean? So one thing that um, I learned was that it's important to engage and make sure that students are learning concepts in a variety of ways, which I don't feel like this is discounting. Correct. It's not to narrow students down with, oh, you only learn this way, so I'm only going to give you content in that way that matches you know, your learning style. It really is about broadening and hitting lots of different learning styles within a certain content area or skill or whatever.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think it is one of those things that's been around for a long time. I was right. thinking the other day that when I was first started teaching, and this is probably like, I don't know, 15 years ago, or something like that, um, I remember my principal, who collected in our lesson plans each week, yeah. Wanted us to write V, A, or K oh, next sure. to each activity mm-hmm. to designate whether that was uh, visual, auditory, or kinesthetic. And, yeah. you know, some would be VA, some would be VAK. V, oh, sure. Those would be the bonus ones. They oh, were VAK. Yeah, totally they were visual, it. auditory, and kinesthetic. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then, you know, it's something that people have believed for a long time. Yeah. And, psychologists have been pushing back on it for a long time. Yeah. Um, there's a guy's blog I, I subscribe to called Daniel Willingham, who mm-hmm. really has taken up the charge against this a yeah. little bit. So if you want to read some of his work, I'll link to that in the show. Um, but, yeah, I think it, it's like you said, it's finding the best way to teach a specific type of content. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you don't want to learn geometry Auditory. No. You don't want somebody to explain what shapes look like <laughs> if you can't see it. Right. I mean, there's whether you are an auditory learner or not, I'm, yeah, you I still would need. think you would need mm-hmm. some visual aids for that right. sort of thing. So, thinking about the content and teaching it in the way that best fits the content and, you know, making whatever accommodations you can for learners mm-hmm. in terms of how they're going to access that content. But, um, yeah. Learning styles. This is one of those ones I thought that people might think, wait a minute, yeah. I don't well, know about that. Well, it's been
1: pounded into us for ever. Yes. Right? But I think the biggest thing is that you, the biggest takeaway for me about this is that it's about not narrowing your student or labeling your student with one specific learning style that's best for them. Mm-hmm. Even though they might think that they learn best with Visuals, or they're an auditory learner, you still need to supply lots of different ways for them to learn.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I even say the same with, you know, things like using technology. I mean, yeah.
1: oh, yeah.
0: I mean, it fits in with that kind of mantra of technology is not always going to be the best scenario right, right. for learning everything. And you're just, if you're using it just for the sake of using it, then you should be using something else. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Sure. So, All right. There you go. So this next one I think has been a hot topic probably in the last year, and that is about growth mindset, right? We've seen some pushback about growth mindset and whether it's effective or not, teaching, teaching strategies for students. With growth mindset, like how effective is it? Is it effective at all?
0: Yeah, so they had a, a large scale meta analysis, which mm-hmm. is also becoming a popular thing, yeah, um, right. with more than 150 studies um, looking at Carol Dweck's uh, growth mindset idea. Mm-hmm. And they found that growth mindset interventions have weak effects on student achievement. Yeah. Although it did say low income, academically at risk students did show improvements. Yeah. So it's one of those things that it may work with targeted groups of students who really need it, but um, it's not helping most students, Yeah, which I think could come as a surprise to some people. I think so too. Yeah. Or maybe goes against even some of the things that people are seeing in their classroom. Maybe some people are going to say, hey, I, I this study may say whatever, but I know I have seen positive mm-hmm. impacts from that in my classroom. But yeah. uh, studies are showing that it is not having a great effect on student achievement. Yeah.
1: This, this I do think is interesting is that um, I kind of read some of the links that were in that section of the, um, po- the post, and I, I wonder a little bit about whether or not, because I do feel like with growth mindset, when um, it first kind of got brought into classrooms and um, teachers were uh, trying to take that on, they were positively reinforcing everything. Yes. And instead, I feel like and I feel like Carol Dweck kind of came back out and was like, hey, that's not what I meant. What I mean is, is that you need to honor the struggle and honor the work, but you don't need to positively reinforce or like encourage them every single step of the way. Like, hey, you're doing it's about honoring their work and how hard they're working and their effort, their ability to take risks and i wonder if that changes the study a little bit mm-hmm. i don't know
0: yeah and there's you know the it's it's like you said with some educational initiatives sometimes we just jump on that train yeah. and we write it as
1: oh yeah uh, oh, whatever yeah. it goes oh, basically sure. yeah and
0: yeah. um, we sometimes change the initial intent behind things and, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, in in some ways, it, sometimes, you know, growth mindset became a bit of a cliche, yeah. almost. It's like, yeah. you know, you would say, oh, I can't do that. And you go, but someone will say, yeah, you can't do that yet.
1: yet. And you're like, and oh, jeez, can it, lady? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I mean, maybe it's a case of looking back and uh, just refocusing on some of these original intents. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so the last one, and this one I was not surprised by, but yeah. off off microphone, I'm going to give you a whole nother, a whole different rabbit hole that I went not on microphone, not during reporting. I'll go give you this whole other rabbit hole I went down when I was looking into this. But um, a new study found that 93% of elementary school teachers experience high levels of stress. <laughs> I, don't I mean, think of course this is, you do.
0: Yeah. It's going to be the least surprising report that came out last year.
1: Yeah. I think this is interesting because um, there's so much about teaching in general. And I um, elementary teachers have lots of different content areas that they are responsible for. And they are parenting those children all day, every day. Um, with those high expectations. The interesting thing that, and I kind of um, read a little bit about um, where I got into is teacher salaries. So Mm -hmm. what I think is interesting, and I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole, but I'm wondering if, if teachers are paid more, does that stress level really go down?
0: You think so? No, I don't. I don't think so either. I think it's one of those things that um, you can pay somebody as much as you want, but um if the job is extremely stressful it's still going to be extremely stressful Right. <laughs> and I had that exact same exact same thought when I was when I was reading this too. Mm-hmm. I mean it's not it's not about teacher pay because that that was right. what I was expecting almost to see what it said. You know, high levels of stress because they don't yeah. get paid enough and all the rest. Yeah, right. It's it's not to do with that. Yeah. It's it's a separate issue I think.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Cuz um one of the links in there too I think was about um some of the stresses their whole full-time day job, but then a lot of teachers still feel like they need to take us. That was a different link in the thing that I think I found. Mm-hmm. Um, the teachers still feel like they have to take a second job either during the summers or working nights or um, tutoring, those kinds of things outside of work hours, uh, which I I know would add more stress. And I know making more money often takes the stress out of other aspects of your life correct but not the day-to-day so there are more things we need to work on with our teachers than just paying them more it's about feeling supported and having enough time and so many things
0: yeah this study talks about emotional exhaustion so i mean it's a new year maybe it's a time to recalibrate and think you know what are the things i could maybe do to try and Minimize that or do mm-hmm. I need an accountability partner like Mindy yeah. to help, you know, I'll be, tell I'll me. I'll be
1: anybody's accountability partner. Okay. We'll do a little life coaching.
0: Okay. Okay. Can't beat an offer like that. <laughs> so, yeah, take care of yourselves, people. It's yes. 2019. Yeah. And um, yes. if we can help, we will help for sure.
1: Right on to our my favorite part of the show, which is tech nuggets. Um, we go first.
0: Sure. Okay. So I tweeted something out randomly. Well, not randomly. I tweeted something out the other day about that I found on the iPad about how to do split tabs inside of Safari okay. with a gesture. Mm-hmm. And someone replied and went, "Oh, that's really awesome. That really helps with like multitasking. Mm-hmm. That goes really well with um, the picture-in-picture mode I use in YouTube on the iPad." And I was like, "Wait, you can do picture-in-picture on the iPad?" And so this was uh, so a shout out to C. Wilson, who is EdTechWilson on mm-hmm. Twitter. On the iPad, you, if you go to Safari and you go to YouTube.com okay. and you launch a video,
1: mm-hmm.
0: start playing it. If you put it into full screen, in the top left-hand corner, there is a picture-in-picture button. Okay. So when you click that, the video minimizes down to the bottom right-hand corner, and you can come out of safari you can open another app you can mm-hmm. go to the home screen the video stays there the mm-hmm. whole time hmm. if it is in your way you can move it over to the left corner or on one of the other corners you can actually pinch it and enlarge it make it a little bit bigger um, but i thought that was a really interesting idea of um we we're talking research and research says that you cannot multitask you, you cannot, cannot do things multitask at once.
1: people you can't
0: But there are times where it might be useful to have that video down there while you are doing something else. Maybe the video is saying, "Okay, so here's how you do this on your iPad. You go into the settings and the video is playing in the background Mm -hmm. while you are going into the settings and and trying something out. So I thought that was interesting, a useful kind of tip. And I looked a little bit deeper and I thought, I wonder if you could do this on the desktop, on a laptop. And you can. But this is really kind of a hidden thing. Do you want to try Um, it, Mindy? uh,
1: yes I'm just kidding yes I would love to
0: so Mindy yes. go to youtube.com
1: okay From there
0: mute your speakers so that we don't get any video playing during the podcast
1: mm-hmm. okay
0: and bring up a video ooh okay just doesn't matter which video we're not gonna judge today nobody can see okay. your screen
1: okay now what
0: right click on your video oh I
1: s- you don't have okay yep
0: and then right click again
1: Right click again. Yes. Two right clicks. Yes. That's not even a thing, is it? it? Okay.
0: No. What? Do you see something here that says "Enter picture and picture"?
1: No. Oh, that was my first right click, not my second.
0: It's two right clicks.
1: That was my first right click.
0: Okay. This so this video
1: you... is playing in picture in picture mode. Okay. Oh, he's over here.
0: Yeah, and now you can minimize that video. And okay. you can go and open something else. Can I close the else. tab? You cannot close the tab. Because okay. if you close the tab, you close the video. Got it. That's the caveat for iPad and sure. for desktop.
1: Well, yeah, there he is.
0: So there you go. You can do picture and picture on iPad. You can do it on nice. Chrome for Mac or PC. How did you
1: find that? And that you can do it on right Safari. Right click, right click, right click.
0: I looked it up, and somebody oh. wrote a blog post on it, so I will link to them. Okay. Huh. So picture what and picture. You? there you go you can watch a youtube video i was thinking things like you know sometimes you're watching a webinar or something yeah. and you're waiting for a specific point but you can't really scan through it because you don't know where that is on the video so mm-hmm. you can just minimize that down to yeah. the corner while you do your email or something yeah, right. and just and keep like, an ear out and see where that comes up and then bring it back up full screen
1: hmm.
0: so Good or time. maybe you're taking notes on something or yeah maybe Good you're time. sketch noting or i don't mm-hmm. know
1: Okay, so this is gonna be like a video tech nugget one. So I came across, um, well, Jennifer Gonzalez does her like is it eight or nine Ed Tech to try um, in 2019. She does one every year. I think it's eight. Anyway, um, in that blog post, I it's nine. It's six. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was it's six. six.
0: I, don't know. I don't know.
1: She makes a blog post, writes a blog post, and it's. A number, certain number of tech tools to try. One of them was a great big story, which was new to me. Um, and they are short, little videos, um, maybe two to three minutes long, that are just kind of like interesting um, little tidbits of knowledge. And I think they're really great examples of um, storytelling, videography. Um, and really, like, telling, like, a beautiful story in a very short amount of time. Even, like, gross subjects. Like, I sent the video to you, right, of the dangerous cheese.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: And um, I'm not going to.
0: Why would you send that? Because
1: <laughs> it, was... <laughs> it was so funny. I be, have that like... would
0: be like me sending you a snake video.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. No one has a... No. It's not the same as sending me a sneak video. It's pretty
0: disgusting. It
1: was pretty disgusting. I like well, cheese. But now we ruined it, so I might as well just I used to like
0: cheese.
1: <laughs> I love cheese. So now that you said it was... We said it was disgusting. I'll just tell you, there is a cheese out there that they put flies on. And then they the maggots come and they eat the pre-created cheese... But you don't eat the pre-created cheese. You eat what's left of the cheese and what the maggots have left behind. Anyway, it's totally disgusting, but it was still like... A beautifully told story.
0: (laughs) It was a good story.
1: So anyway, and Wiley had a great idea of, like, you know, the image of the day where you put up a picture and kids talk about, well, where do you think this is? Or what's this telling us? But it would be just a fun way to kind of start the day, maybe build some culture and community in your classroom. Um, Like, I don't know. Would you try this cheese? Why would you? Like, it's not even legal to sell this cheese. I'm totally getting off subject. I understand that. But but
0: they still make it because they they like it. They still
1: make it. Like, it's a family, you know, only certain so many people know how to make it whatever anyway be just great conversation starters you know real quick and and you know to start your class
0: great big story
1: great big story and there's Dot all com. kinds of them yes
0: yum <laughs> that is a nugget for yes, sure yes
1: it is okay
0: all right so um this came out before christmas i'm sure a lot of people have seen it because it got Pretty big on the internet, but I'm just going to share it anyway. Mm -hmm. I showed it last night to some people, and they really liked it. Good. It is a website called remove.bg, which basically lets you do green screen without the green screen. Mm -hmm. So that basically means you could do green screen on just about any device because this website works on mobile. It works on Chromebooks. It works on Mac and PC. Mm -hmm. And what it does is you upload a picture of somebody it has to be be a, a
1: person right it
0: has to have people in the picture because this tool uses artificial intelligence to remove the background from uh, the photo, mm-hmm. so it leaves you with a transparent PNG, which you can take and put on top of any other image. So I don't know, you could do this in Google Slides if you want. Bring up a image of a of a beach background, and then a picture of yourself into removed bg. It will take out the background of wherever you were on that cold snowy day, mm-hmm. and you could put yourself on the beach.
1: Yeah. It's like me- meme making so much more fun.
0: Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about it for like your blurred background Christmas cards. Yeah, we did. But uh, that would require you to take two pictures, one of the background. Right. And then one of you and your kids or whatever yeah. in right. front of the background. And then it would cut you out and then you could just mm-hmm. blur the background and and so forth. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is really the easiest way I can think of to do like that green screen effect, where you're yeah. putting somebody on a different background. So um,
1: well, I feel like Chromebook users have really been feeling like they're missing out on the green screen experience, and this really mm-hmm. makes it possible for them.
0: Yeah, so a couple of, uh, well, I don't know, just things to note. Yeah, The uh, export size of the picture is 500 pixels by 500 pixels. So it's not like an HD image, but yeah. as long as you're not like making that image like a whole lot bigger or anything or stretching mm-hmm. it out, you should be fine. Um, some people may worry about um, I'm uploading pictures to a website of my kids. Uh, their privacy policy states that they only keep things on their servers for like an hour mm-hmm. in order just to do the processing and stuff. And then it, they just purge it all because they don't want to store all this stuff. Well, yeah,
1: and that's a good thing for keeping it free, too. But exactly. You want people to get rid of your stuff so that yes, that service stays free.
0: Works on the iPad, works on desktop browsers. Thanks. It does not even require a login. And no. it is free. Free to do. Free. So remove.bg if you have not tried it. Okay. Go give it a try.
1: All right. So apparently my nugget I sent to the team yesterday is not a new nugget, but it was new to me, and that's something called Vialogues. And you said that Richard Byrne had shared it. Thank you, Richard Byrne, for he's not where I got it from. Actually, um, I was just finishing up Bold School, reading the rest of that yesterday. And it was a suggestion in there of something against Ed Puzzle. I don't love Ed Puzzle like other people do. I don't know, but um, I thought this was a nice substitution for Ed Puzzle. Um, And it's just more about having a discussion. There aren't you can pose your own questions. I guess as a teacher, you can add questions in. Um, But what's nice about it is that it's just an online discussion, and it timestamps where your comment was in reference to the video that you're watching. So you can pull in your own videos. You can pull in YouTube videos. Um, you can keep it private and just invite people to view your dialogue video, or you can make it public and anyone can go in and, and view it. But I just thought it was a nice substitution for Puzzle. something to take a look at. It's completely free. I feel like that's where people run into Puzzle sometimes is they butt up against that um, freemium, and Viologs is completely free. So, one to take a look at.
0: Viologs. So. Dialogues. Video and dialogue dialogues together.
1: Smash together. Okay. Like Benefer. Oh, we should come up with a smash name of you and I. I think you're the only one I don't have a smash name with. I Miley. Think... Oh. <laughs>
0: there it Miley. is. Miley. Miley. Makes me think of Cyrus.
1: Yes. Anyway, sorry. Go on. That's it. It actually reminds
0: me of another tool, but I can't remember what the name is, so I'm not going to even talk about it.
1: Okay. Before we go, I'd like to say thanks to Wes Band Director, who left us a kind review on Apple Podcasts. He said, really enjoy the podcast. I like the discussions and the nuggets. If you're also listening on the Apple Podcasts app and want to add a quick review, we would love to hear what you think.
0: Yeah, I said this to Mindy before the show. I feel like maybe we should just rebrand as the uh, EdTech Nuggets show and then just do nuggets all the time. Do you think we should do that? I don't
1: think. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see what the listeners think. Well,
0: he said discussion and nuggets. We had the discussion tour today.
1: You know, yeah, I don't know. I am at Team Carney on Twitter, and Jonathan is at Jonathan Wiley. Our team account is at DLGWAA, and you can use our hashtag EdTechTakeout to take the show. If you prefer, you can send us an email to podcast at gwaa.org.
0: So until next time, when we will be so much better at this.
1: <laughs> this has been the first EdTechTakeout of 2019. We hope it hit the spot.
0: For more information on today's episode, please visit DL gwaea.org slash podcast.